Listen, the New Living Translation puts it this way. You build yourselves up in the most holy faith and pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody say power. How many of you know there's some power? The world thinks they had it. Isn't it hilarious watching them right now, watching these, these people who think they're in control of the United States of America? Isn't that hilarious? It's just absolutely hilarious. I know where there's the real power. here at New Life Community Church, and I am just thrilled that you've joined us, and I trust that God's going to speak to your heart through and through as we look at His Word tonight and look into the Scriptures and hopefully receive from Him that which we so desperately need. I'm going to continue on with a teaching that we began a couple of weeks ago. In fact, this is going to wrap up this part of my series through, uh, or our series through Jude, if you please. Uh, this is one we've titled Natural or Supernatural. Again, the back half of that. Before I jump into that, in fact, I want to read some scripture for you here very, very shortly. Before I do, I want to suggest to you there may be some of you out there who have some questions, some concerns about Bible uh, issues, perhaps a question about something in the Bible that you don't quite understand as you've been reading through. And I would love to hear from you and, and hopefully help guide you to find some answers. In fact, I've got an email address there on the screen. I'm going to call this uh, Ask Pasta Tea uh, for a lack of a better uh, way or a lack of a better thing to call it. And if you'll uh, just kind of peck in your questions, your issues, your concerns, into that email address and let me know. I'll try to respond back to you just as soon as I possibly can. In fact, we'll try to do so uh, even on the air if we receive certain questions. I'm not looking for debates. I'm talking about legit questions as you read through the Word of God. And this happens all the time with folks are reading through and they're like, you know, I don't really understand that. Uh, maybe there's someone who's a little more seasoned and has studied this, it might be able to provide some, some guidance or some counsel. So that's what we're here for. I'd like to uh, not only ask you questions from time to time or make statements, but actually answer the questions that you have. So uh, give us a holler. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you're listening online, uh, if you'll hover over that little icon down at the bottom of your screen right there, the subscribe button will pop up. And we encourage you to subscribe to our channel. That would be very helpful to us as we continue to move forward in these days. I'm in Jude chapter 1. I want to read uh, a couple of verses for you. Verse 20 in particular, and the record puts it this way. But you, dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith. Look at this. And pray in the Holy Spirit. And we're going to be looking at that. Verse 21, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Jude 1, 20 and 21. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each one uh, that's turned us on. And I pray in Jesus' name that by your word you would go across the miles and speak to the condition of each heart. And we'll thank you. We'll praise you for what you do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 
God bless you. Hang on. I'll be back here in just a little while to wrap things up. With the help of God's Holy Spirit, by the way, you may have grown up with the phraseology Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, same thing, would depend largely on the version of the Bible that you might be looking at. What I'll refer to as the old version says Holy Ghost. But with the help of God's Holy Spirit, I've endeavored over the past many weeks to help you, whether you're here or listening by way of live stream, to help you be or perhaps become, meaning not yet, but you're headed in that direction, to be or become sober-minded regarding these things. Now watch this. When I say sober-minded, I'm not talking about being inebriated or not. I'm talking about some gravity, some seriousness about the matter. You all know that I've got a screw loose. Say amen right there. I love to laugh. I love to joke. I'm telling you, I don't get up and try to make this happen. It's just who I am. And I thank you for accepting me for who I am. But there are times, beloved, there's a time and place for everything. And there's a time to be silly and there's a time to be sober-minded. Say amen right there. If ever there was a time to be sober-minded, that time is now. Here's one reason why. The Word of God, the Bible, which I believe is the Word of God, describes a horrible future for the secret slippers society that we've been studying here in Jude for the last many weeks. Fill in number one with me on your notes. Probably fill it in. Again, it says this, these scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. What are they following? Own ungodly desires. You'll want to underline that on your study notes. But these ones that are living that way, they are a menace. They are a menace, not only to themselves, and that's what concerns me ultimately, is that people that live this way, they're a menace to themselves. Often they think they're doing harm to someone else, but they are a menace to themselves, but also, unfortunately, uh, to anyone and everyone, they shadow with their presence. Having said that, let me see your eyeballs just a second. You need to be careful who you hang out with especially nowadays. And let me remind you this morning that everything that glitters ain't gold. Huh? Look at verse 12 of Jude chapter one. These men are blemishes at your love feast, your fellowship feast, eating with you without the slightest qualm. They don't act nervous at all. Shepherds who feed only themselves. What a rotten scoundrel that is. They are clouds without rain, blown along by the wind. Look at this, autumn trees without fruit and uprooted, making them twice dead. I said to you before, that is seriously dead. Verse 13, they are wild waves of the sea foaming up their shame, wandering stars for whom blackest darkness has been reserved forever. Oh man, when I read that, I'm like, it makes me a little bit nervous. What about you? 
And it, it prompts me to say, man, how can I guard against drifting away from the things of God and becoming like these godless goomers that Jude warns us about? I don't want to live like that. I don't want to, uh, to face that kind of end. Do you? I don't. Well, conversely, Jude gives us God's plan. God's plan. And part of that plan reads as follows. And it's in Jude chapter 1, verse number 20. Look at this. But you, dear friends. I'm going to pause right there for a second. But you, dear friends. Say that right out loud with me. But you, dear friends. You, dear friends. Followers of Christ. The members of the forever family of God. But you, dear friends. Build yourselves up the dividers the secret slipper society they tear down how many of you know that's true and we're going to show you more about that here in just a moment but beloved look at this you dear friends build yourselves up they tear down you build yourselves up will you note with me and i'm not going to belabor this point right now but will you note the personal responsibility that's uh, laid out before us right there. You build yourselves up. How many of you know there are a lot of people today that's looking for somebody else to do something for them? Somebody else got, has to make them feel good or to put, pour something into their life. But he says here that we are to build ourselves up. How? In your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. Ooh, Ethel, I hope he ain't gonna talk about that today. Well, he is, so here we go. Look at verse 21. Keep yourselves in God's love. Keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. God is putting before youth and meeth right there a great and a profound choice that you can do one of two things with. You can continue to live like a goat on the broad way of destruction or you can, by God's amazing grace, accept God's offer to separate yourself from a lifestyle that is rewarded by an eternity of certain damnation. The choice is yours. The choice is before us. Seems like to me an easy choice, but it's not easy, is it? It's not easy. If it was, everybody would be on the narrow road, but they're not. There's hundreds of thousands that are on that broad road and continue on that broad road. And even generations past, there are many in their graves today that went into eternity from that broad road. God help us, you don't have to be one of them. Pastor Terry, by what means may I take advantage of God's offer? Well, look again at verse 20, the first part of verse 20. But you, dear friends, build yourselves up. But you, dear friends, here's how they acted. But you, dear friends, build yourselves up. How? How? Aren't you glad you have a pastor that asks how? And now I'm going to tell you how. Let's unpack this. You ready to go? Build yourselves up, he says, in your most holy faith. One version says, use your most holy faith 
to grow. Did you know you're supposed to be growing in your walk with the Lord? Are you? You know, a lot of people, if I'd say, do you know you're supposed to be growing in your walk with the Lord? They'd say, yeah, I know that. Well, are you? Well, that would be a no. Okay? Fill in number two with me. I should build myself up in the most holy faith. I should build myself up in the most holy faith. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 6, if you have your Bibles, and look at verse number 1. We read there, therefore, let us leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity. Would you say maturity? Someone say, I'm going on. I'm going on, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and to faith in God. We told you a couple of weeks ago, beloved, that repentance is all so necessary, isn't it? Repentance is necessary, but at the same time, it's foundational. It's foundational. That means something is to be built upon it or added to it. Look at verse 12 of Hebrews chapter 6. Here's what the record says. We do not want you to become lazy. We do not want you to become lazy. But to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. I think that picture of that foundation probably did it come up a few months ago right there. You remember me talking about that foundation? Someone started to build and they abandoned that foundation apparently. We see that time and time and time again. Even in the church, someone establishes a foundation, they repent, but then they do not do it. That's all they do. They repent. And then they do not build upon that foundation. Hebrews is telling us not to become lazy. Don't just put in the foundation and walk away. Do not become lazy, but imitate those who through faith, through what? Through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Listen to me, beloved. God has promised you some things, whoever you are. Oh, pastor, you don't know who I am. I just kind of snuck in here this morning. I'm not one of y'all. Hey, I don't care where you want us or not. You might be listening by way of live stream, never been in here, never intending to come in here. But I'm telling you, God has submitted to you some promises, some great and precious promises. When I was just a little puppy, they used to have us come up in front of the church on Sunday and we would all sing, if you want to call it singing. And one of the songs was, every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line, all the blessings of his love divine. Every promise in the book is mine. And I was just a little puppy then. Didn't mean nothing to nobody. I wasn't a famous evangelist then like I am now. Listen, God has promised you some things. Are you taking advantage of those promises? All right, Pastor T, you've convinced me. I'm going to move on from this elementary level of spirituality. Just looking at that old ugly foundation. It's overgrown with weeds and vines and spiders and snakes. What's the next step? The next step is something very key. It's simple but profound. It's key. Build yourselves up in the most holy faith and, do you see and there? Build yourself up in the most holy faith and pray 
in the Holy Spirit. I'm going to pause so you'll have a chance to get nervous. Oh, he's going to talk about that Holy Spirit prayer thing. Ain't no telling what he's liable to say. Listen, the New Living Translation puts it this way. You build yourselves up in the most holy faith and pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody say power. How many of you know there's some power? The world thinks they had it. Isn't it hilarious watching them right now, watching these, these people who think they're in control of the United States of America? Isn't that hilarious? It's just absolutely hilarious. I know where there's the real power. And we may not see it today. We may not see it tomorrow. We may not see it the next day. But let me tell you something. The Word of God promises this, that at some point in time, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. My thing to you right now is that you would, of your own volition, bow right now and confess Him as Lord. Before you have to do that, before you're sent off to your eternal fate, and that's not going to be good. The contemporary English version says, as the Holy Spirit helps you to pray. Fill in number three with me. I should build myself up by praying in the Holy Spirit. Pastor Terry, what is that? First of all, I want you to understand that praying in or with the assistance of the Holy Spirit is not natural, it is supernatural. Now listen, you're, some of you are about to learn something you did not know. The title of this message is Natural or Supernatural. Here's what I'm talking about. Paul fills in some details for us in the book of Romans. I said to one of my disciples this week, I wish that God had written the Bible just in chronological order. He didn't do it that way. It'd be a lot easier for people like me with a one-track mind to follow it, but he didn't do it that way. Puts a little bit here and a little bit there and a little bit here and a little bit there, and it takes Holy Spirit and prayer to put some of the pieces together sometime. Are you with me? Well, here's one of those times where we're going to have to jump from Jude to Romans to figure out what in the world he's talking about. Aren't you glad I made that jump? Listen to Romans chapter 8 and verse 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Let me see your eyeballs. I don't care who you are here this morning. Whether I lock eyes with you or not, you have some weaknesses. You have some weaknesses. Well, if you don't know me, man, if I'd peel back my shirt, there'd be a big S. Super Christian. He might be a big ass, stupid. No, I won't go there. Amen. I won't go there. Don't encourage me. I'm trying, I'm holding back best I can. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Look at this. We do not know what we ought to pray. People tell me that all the time. Pastor Terry, I don't know how to pray. I'm like, Pff. I know you don't. It says here that you don't. Do you feel better now? We do not know what we ought to pray. Did I make that up or is that in the word of God? Once upon a time, you can find this in Matthew 20 and 22. I'm not going there, but Jesus said to his apostles, you do not know what you're asking me. They're saying, hey, Jesus, we want this and we want to go there with you and we want to do that and we want to be all this and a bag of chips. He said, you don't know what you're talking about. In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself 
intercedes for us with groans. Look at this, that words cannot express. A deep level groan that is unable to be expressed by words. And he who searches our hearts, says verse 27, and that's God, knows the mind of the Spirit. And Pastor Terry says, of course he knows the mind of the Spirit because it's his Spirit. Because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. Listen to me. Holy Spirit of God will make known to your inner man, your spirit, lowercase spirit, that which God has purposed for you to know if you set about to know it. I can just about promise you, beloved, if you get up like these goomers that Jude's talking about every day and you just go about doing your own thing and you never stop and pause and look to God and wait and listen for God, you're probably not going to get this. But if you go in search of it, God will make Make it clear to your spirit man. How does he do that? The first place he does that, first way that he does that is by speaking to you as you R-E-A-D the Bible. Are you reading this? I read it once, Pastor, and it didn't make sense. That's because you were reading it with your head, not your spirit. Probably not going to make sense. Talking natural or supernatural. It'll make sense when you have the author dwelling within and revealing things to you. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Listen, read the word. Faith comes by hearing. How does hearing come? By the word of God. Pastor, isn't there an easier way? Surely by the year 2020, one of you great theologians or preachers has figured out a way that we can do this without reading the word. That's like going to school. And I hate school. And it shows. (laughs) The starting point is the Bible. How many of you know, watch this, God's will is significant and important and essential. Do you know that? God's will. Paul says, we don't know what to pray. God's will is very important. Paul says, we don't know what to pray. Can I say it like this? We do not naturally know God's will. But God knows and so does Holy Spirit of God. And we're told here in Romans chapter 8 that Holy Spirit serves as our go-between, if you please. He intercedes for us. You see, Holy Spirit knows our hearts, and Holy Spirit knows the total will of God and will work in you, whoever you are, to transform your old heart of stone into a heart that knows and desires and pursues God's desires and pursuits God's wisdom and God's agenda. I'm asking the question, how do we grow in our most holy faith? You study this word, and. There's always an and. You study this word, and. 
you learn the process. Somebody, not everybody, somebody say process. You learn the process of genuine prayer. Now, I've just begun to describe that for you. Let me embellish that just a little bit more, and I'm going to move on to my next point. Do you understand that prayer comes from your spirit by the Beloved, we're going to wrap it up right here. Might be a little bit more left of this message, but that's probably going to be the end of it as far as uh, New Life Telecast is concerned. Let me reiterate something to you that we went over just a few moments ago and ask you, are you reading this? And when I say this, I'm talking about the Bible, which I believe is the Word of God. It speaks directly to you, no matter who you are. It's the coolest thing ever. I want to be an encouragement to you. In particular, if you claim to be a follower of Christ, I want to be an encouragement to you to read and study God's Word to you. Really, these are God's love letters to us, and they speak to us so, so poignantly today and so strategically. Quite often I'm asked, Pastor Terry, where should I start? If you're new to the Bible, I would encourage you to go into the New Testament Find the book of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Find the book of John and begin to read there. It'll outline the life of Christ, some of the miracles of Christ. You get into chapter 3, it begins to help you to understand that we must be born again, born anew. Just a lot of valuable information there, and that can serve as a springboard. One of the unique things about the Bible is that it isn't necessarily given in chronological order. Most of the books we read, we start with the first page and we go to the end. The Bible isn't written that way. It's actually a compilation of books, 66 of them. So when you begin with John, it isn't that you're beginning out of order necessarily. In fact, it establishes a pretty good order. I want to offer this to you again before we go off the air tonight. If you have some questions, some concerns about the Bible, if you would email me those questions, and the address is right there on the screen. Uh, now we're going to call this uh, Aspostate uh, section or session of our telecast. Email me those questions. I'll try to answer them on the air or at least get you back an answer to the question. And let me be clear, I'm not talking about debating. I'm not going to debate uh, folks here, but if you have legit concerns about the Word, we'll try to be as fair and balanced about that in terms of the Bible giving you an answer or trying to help you find some direction with regards to your concerns and the questions that you might have. Many of you listening right now, you're probably, uh, your church uh, fellowship may be uh, closed temporarily. And in that respect, I mean, they just had to postpone or cancel some services because of COVID. And you're listening here. This is not a substitute for the church by any means, but I'm glad you're here. And we pray for you. It's a tough time. For those of you that are battling COVID and been there, done that, uh, I know what a struggle that is. And I trust that uh, the Lord would just provide a healing and come and move upon you and bring to you a, a wholeness and health in these days. Father, I thank you again for each one listening in to this telecast. And I pray in Jesus' name that you would meet each and every need. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Do be reminded we have a regular schedule of activities here at New Life, Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Our midweek activities Wednesday at 7. 
uh, we are open and having at it even now. God bless. Lord willing, we'll see you next time. I'm Terry Knight reminding you, beloved, that Jesus is coming back. Is He coming back for you?